Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official LFC Lingerie Fighting Championships podcast. I am your host, Mike Larkin, and joining me tonight is the new LFC champion, Miss Danica De La Rouge. Danica, what a debut, and now you are the new LFC champion. Congratulations, and welcome back to the show. Thank you, thank you. Yes, it, it is definitely a great feeling to have my first match with LFC, and it also be that. I ended up winning the championship. Well, first and foremost, congratulations once more. And you guys killed it. Yourself and Shay the Fox was out of what a main event for LFC 30 Born to be Wild. There was brawls on the table. There was back and forth. There was suplexes. There was kicks. It made for an exciting main event, and you two did not disappoint. (laughs) Yes, it was definitely a lot of fun, and I definitely exhausted every bit of strength I had. (laughs) I think what a lot of people can also take away from this is afterwards that we saw with the LFC championship, we saw people like Jolene, we saw Tomika, we saw Lauren. There was a little bit of, you know, a little bit of hush in the air, if you will, because of, you know, the judge's decision. A lot of people felt Shay won, but at the end, you came out on top. Congratulations once more again to reiterate that. But God dang, man, you have so many challenges on the horizon for you. <laughs> yes, yes, that is definitely to be expected. I think everyone's emotions were up in the air. Everyone had adrenaline. Everyone was just already ready to go and feeling great. And I think that's what's great about LFC, just besides the fact that we have beautiful women like yourself and amazing athletes. But I also look at it from a stance of this is your first time at Sturgis. Now, last time I had you on the show, we were talking about the journey to get to Sturgis. I wanted to ask you, because the whole experience, we have them coming on the motorcycles. We have the glitz. We have the glamour. We have the pageantry. What was that like just to be at Sturgis, just to be around all the motorcycles? We have so many things from the drinks and foods being named after the fighters. It's an incredible atmosphere. Yes, it definitely was wonderful, especially coming from Washington, from having no uh, no no one really around, no one um, to really talk to, to basically thousands of people there. That was definitely such an amazing experience and a wonderful time and really made it feel like we weren't in a, a pandemic, really. Um, the food was also so delicious and it was just a wonderful experience and like a new environment and people to really be around. I think what's great about it too is like you talk about new environments and I'll be honest with you, we've all had that with moves. I mean, I'm a kid from Long Island, New York, for God's sake, and now I'm in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, north to south. Hello, people. But I digress. <laughs> it's one of those things where I look at from a stance of you're coming from Washington, you're going to Sturgis, South Dakota. Now we hear so many things about this from the events or music. Hell, wrestling's been there like we touched upon in the past with WCW. It is a hotbed for athletics. It's a hotbed for music. And it's one of those things where I'm going to say this right now. You have to be there to experience that whole vibe with Sturgis. And I think for you, coming out of the motorcycle, you get that also entrance as well. How was that? Just a vroom vroom. You're on the back. It's the motorcycle. (laughs) So it's a fun entrance for everybody, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I have never really been on a motorcycle once as a child and for, what, five seconds? (laughs) Um, So experience um i remember i was it wasn't cold but i know my legs were shaking i felt like bambi on the motorcycle um but it was so much fun and they were so nice uh i can't remember the guy's name but it was just so amazing 
I mean, you have so many people from the announcers, from everybody with the entrance as well. And I think that's what a lot of people miss also as well with Surge. It's the camaraderie. It's just fun. And also, like you mentioned with this pandemic, like with everything that's going on in the world, like this is a nice little escape from reality, if you will, because it's something that we need to have that's fun, that's positive. And this really, you know, affected and really just affected everybody in a good way as opposed to a bad way. So, yeah, I have to agree with you as far as the overall ambience of that is Sturgis. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. It was definitely a great, um, a great switch uh, from feeling, you know, groggy and foggy, not really being able to talk to anybody to the complete opposite. I, I'm really thankful to have experienced that. Now, I had Sean Donnelly on the last episode, LFC CEO. I know there are talks to go back to Sturgis, and I'm just going to say this right now. I cannot wait to see LFC hopefully back in Sturgis next year with everything that goes on in 2021. Here's to a better 2021 than what we've had in 2020, but I think Sturgis is definitely on the horizon to go back to. And personally, for me, I cannot wait, as I know a lot of you ladies can't wait, and also you being the LFC champion. Let's see how we go in the next couple of months to the new year to see what happens with that championship of yours i can't wait to see you defend it <laughs> of course me too i know i have a lot of people waiting as you saw at the end of the match um most of the most of the team had a you know pink team had gotten in the ring and was uh ready <laughs> Well, I got to say this for you. A win is a win is a win. And I think what was great about it, too, is because we talked about the chemistry that yourself and Shay have. But it's one of the things from top to bottom. You had a car that stood out from newcomers like yourself. So we're newcomers like Brooke Gilly and Susie Stiletto Quinn. And we also had veterans like Jennifer Thomas and Tommy Go the Temptress Tajima from Jolene Hex and Lauren and everybody that we saw at the end of your bout. But it's one of the things is we have that great experience from newcomers to veterans. And not only is it that, but for those that are new to the LFC brand and LFC product, you are now the face of of that with the championship and I gotta say what a face it is you're doing LFC proud oh thank you so much um I really do look forward to fighting each and every single girl there uh, you are very welcome. Now, first and foremost as well, we got to talk about something else, Ms. Danica De La Rouge, because not only are you killing it in the world of LFC, we got to talk about 5CC Wrestling. Y'all got some Christmas shows coming up. No crowd, all cheer. All I want for Christmas is a kick out at two. I love that, first and foremost. What a hell of a promotion. Uh, talk about 5CCW, man. I mean, we're talking about if there's anything as far as independent wrestling goes and starting to see that surge back in a wrestling, what a fun show to have around Christmas time, the Christmas theme-oriented base, you know? Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot of fun. I had just had a, a match over there, and it's it's obviously different because it is five, five-sided ring. And um, everything hits a little different. Everything's like you're you sometimes you're a little bit disoriented, but it's always fun. And like we don't know what to expect. So it just makes it that much better. I think what's great about it, too, is so like you prefaced the uh, five sided ring. I mean, hey, man, back in the TNA days, the early total nonstop action wrestling days, we've had the six sided ring. We equate that to what we've seen in AAA. Like, you know, it's tough, but I got to say it's unique and it's something for everybody that's never seen like a five sided ring. So it really encompass the uniqueness and differences in the overall wrestling style that you guys get to work in that particular ring. Yeah, exactly. And I really do um, enjoy the people there as well. I was going to say, because, I mean, we've heard the differences, and AJ Styles has talked about this on the Stone Cold Podcast, from going from a four-sided ring to a six-sided ring. Can you tell us about the challenges and the overall fun, and I guess the difference in the aspect from working in a normal 20-by-24-sided ring into the five-sided ring? I'm curious about that, just because, again, it has that difference to it, but it's cool just because it adds a different layer to the ring and the different style that we all get to see as professional wrestling fans. 
Yeah, it, it is definitely a bit different when uh, a normal four-sided ring, usually they're a bit bigger. And the five-sided ring, yeah, there's five sides, but that also makes the ring smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if the crowd can tell, but <laughs> as a worker, I can definitely tell. <laughs> Well, I will say this, and here's what I love, because I've seen a lot of your training stuff as well. First and foremost, the bumps that you're taking and just everything that you're encompassing, besides the fact that we mentioned LFC, you're looking great uh, from the wrestling standpoint, because you were always out there killing it, and also it shows the hard work that you've been putting in. So I want to give you some respect and kudos, because I've seen a lot of your training stuff as well. You are absolutely on fire. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, after definitely after the Sturgis um fights and everything i knew i had to step it up and be ready for the the list of girls waiting to come after this belt and i can and every match that i have after you can definitely see the progress that i'm making and um i hope the fans can also see that as well I think we touched upon this the last time that I had you on the show, and I think that's what I love and respect respect about you. Because whether you're in Defy, whether you're in Japan, you're doing what you're doing, and this is what you love, and you're applying your craft not only to the best of your abilities, to an upper echelon, to a, like a pedestal, if you will, and showcasing why you yourself are one of the top athletes on the professional wrestling scene. So once more, kudos. It really does show in your work. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ah, you're very welcome. And first and foremost, I got to say this about you, because we talk about that, and also you also got to be a part of Cornucopia 2, you got the W, first and foremost, I love that name, and number two, the just the overall greatness as well with uh, 5CC Wrestling, god dang man, getting the win, Cornucopia coming off another big event. <laughs> yes, you know, um, th- I think that's what I love about wrestling, like I don't, yes, LFC is just, it's it's strong and beautiful women, but in, in the wrestling part, I also get to go against the men, so I think I do have the upper hand a bit more <laughs> when I do go against the the women when we come back into that. Well, I will say this from a stance of how intergender wrestling has grown and not just professional wrestling in the independent circuit, but just overall. And here's what I love about it. We come from a day and age from the 80s where we had Andy Kaufman, an intergender champion of the world, very comic relief, if you will, from the Saturday Night Live days and Jerry the King Lawler, where we come to a day and age where we see people in wrestling in WWE, Impact Wrestling, hell, when Lucha Underground was on, AAA, we'll be here all day. But it's really great to see the growth of intergender wrestling and see women like yourself participate and just women like yourself compete in such matches that have really stolen the show on a lot of professional wrestling events. Yeah, I, I really do love that. It is excelling and, and moving, progressing forward from where it started um, when I know China is one of the beginning people that ended up wrestling men like uh, because it was just women and women and men and men. And then it slowly progressed into that. And now it's more common that uh, it's intergender wrestling. And I really do love that. This woman over here taking it back to China. My goodness gracious, God rest her soul. But I mean, she deserves a lot of the recognition that she does. I mean, if people remember when China first came in, she was Triple H's bodyguard, the ragdoll, and if you will, of one Marlena, a.k.a. Terry Runnels. Then she gets to Intercontinental Championship and Women's Championship status, being the legendary figure that she is. I think for me, a lot of people can also equate to the fact of where we see people like Trish Stratus. And we saw a lot of bra and panties matches at the time. But then here comes a spitfire redhead named Lita. I don't know where she's doing Lita Canranas on people 
people like Testin Albert and helping out the Hardy Boys, helping out S.A. Rios, a.k.a. Mr. Aguila. So it's great to see that nice little mix, not just at that time, but then you got people like you on the scene and people that we've seen in NWA, AEW, Impact Wrestling, WWE, etc., etc., that really have just taken the world by storm. So China was the um, China was the predecessor, but God dang, man, here you are just right on the forefront with all those women. I think that's what a lot of people can appreciate from both intergender wrestling and women's wrestling as a whole. Yes, I definitely do. I, I, I'm really grateful to that. And I look back on Lita and China and all the women that really started that or were at the beginning of that process. And I also look at it from a stance as I know you got a chance to interact and work with her because I'll say this right now because it's funny because I was watching Impact the other night and I saw Killer Kelly did her thing along with Renee Michelle in the Knockouts Tag Team Tournament and Impact bringing back the Knockouts Tag Title. This is where I also saw thought about you because last time we were on the show, we discussed Mako Sadamore and I'm like, I always say this, if you're not watching the Mae Young Classic and if you're not going back and watching the tapes of such legends, watch people like Mako Satamore, the match with Killer Kelly and the Mae Young Classic, the match with Tony Storm, just their overall old school wrestling that Mako Satamore has done. She's one that really deserves a lot of the respect that she does because, like I said, I just had to bring that up because as soon as I saw Killer Kelly, I'm like, Mako Satamore, boom, because that's what a lot of young girls nowadays you know, we, we hear what the veterans that they've had that, that she's done, right? But And the work that she's put in. But a lot of people really go back to the Mae Young Classic and we show what veteran and what a star she was in that Mae Young Classic, you know? Yes, exactly. And I also look at it from a stance with you as well because we were talking about intergender wrestling, independent wrestling. How cool is it to just see the uniqueness as well as professional wrestling? Because we're in a state of pandemic. We Everything that's happened in this in this year, 2020, we go from the Thunderdome in WWE. We got independent shows coming back on the rise. Impact Wrestling's doing their thing in Nashville. We've seen everything encompassed in that. It really gives a lot of professional wrestlers and companies the creativity, you know, to pull something off and pull off something special for the crowds during this tough time. And I think everybody's really excelling at that. Yes. Uh, yeah. And speaking of that, especially with the how we had you had spoke about it earlier with five CC yeah. um, with the promo wars, like I like that was amazing. Like, <laughs> how do you even think about that? Like those that was just so unique and so different and just so wonderful. It was. And I think it from a stance like you have to do stuff like that. And I think what's also great, too, is we're in the day and age of YouTube. And the reason why YouTube comes into this as well is because. If you can't watch a lot of the shows and a lot of stuff, the YouTube age, everybody has their own YouTube channel, whether it be from MLW, NWA, what have you. We have a lot of shows that we have right at our fingertips at YouTube, so it really just encompasses the streaming aspect. If you can't go to events, here's a little something, something for you on YouTube. So we got a little something from everywhere, and it's a variety. I think that's very cool in this day and age of technology and everything that's really advanced over the years, you know? Yeah. And I also look at it from a stance of going back to LFC as well, because there are some people that didn't have the chance to be in attendance of that with LFC.com and Laundry FC and everything that's really encompassed with that. And I also got to say this to you as well, being one of the cornerstones on the DVDs and everything going forward, I think from a merchandising standpoint, I think when people see people like your face and everything with LFC, you really put that eye on the product. And that's where I give a lot of people like yourself, not just in wrestling, but from the LFC standpoint, I think that really helps as well. And I think you're doing a great job and marvelously done. Thank you. Yeah, that that is like such that's so cool. One, like to even be on a DVD <laughs> and then to like have the thought of that for them to put that on a DVD and move forward and do that and make um, something. I don't I don't know that they've been doing that before, but to make something new, like you don't really see stuff like that now. 
You really don't. And I think what's what's great about it, too, is besides just the merchandise aspect, I think a lot of people don't take that into consideration because it's like, okay, yeah, you know, here's the show, bada bing, bada boom. But it's like, no, you don't understand. I'll, I'll use the wrestling comparison. When the wrestlers first see, like, action figures, right, or video games, do you know how that cool it is? Because you go into the store and there's a child that wants to get that video game that you're on or buy that action figure of yours. It's an incredible feeling. Yes, exactly. It's it's an incredible feeling to know that you have that. And then also as the kid buying that, that's mm-hmm. something that's placed in their memory. It is. And I think that's what's great about this day and age in professional wrestling, not just with women's wrestling, but professional wrestling as a whole. Everybody is out there to just go out there and put on a great show, entertain the people. And just I love this new era because we have a lot of things that's striving through success. And with the social media aspects, we get to, you know, promote ourselves and really do a lot of that great stuff. So I think it's great just to see the evolution of pro wrestling, promo wise, wrestling wise and the social media aspect coming to fruition. Now, mind you, there's some pros and cons with social media people. But from this particular stance, from a business aspect, it really has helped a lot yeah it it really has and i look at it from a stance of view because we were talking and i think the last time you were just like man i can't wait to get back in the ring and i think what's great about it too is a lot of people have that same mindset like you have because everybody's just like jonesing if you will i'm going to use the term jonesing you're just ready you're out there to get back in the ring because if you look at it from the nxt uk standpoint they were working months and months and months and months and then they're in the arena in the uh, studio that they are now for nxt uk they're jones and jones and jones and people like yourself we got indies back up so i think it's great because during that particular time people get to be creative at home with training as, as well besides just in a ring and just overall weightlifting and stuff like that. But then here comes, like we talked about cornucopia and everything that's encompassed with that and people like yourself getting back in out there. And it's like you haven't missed a beat, but I got to say, you know, from all that time that you've missed, it really showcases in each and every one of your works, you know? Yeah, I think I think this was uh, not that the, pand- the pandemic was good <laughs> or anything, but it really gave uh, the wrestlers a chance to work on the things that they need to work on, work out, train harder, be better, and just be, like you said, ready for when it comes out, everyone will be on another level. Because like AEW um, and WWE, you still see, I still see all the women that I've been around, they're getting signed because they're working. They're making sure they're getting out there. They've been training and they're they're getting out there because they they know that it's it, like wrestling business moves on with or without you. Agreed. And I also look at it from a stance of you actually brought up a great point because what's great about, and I'll mention AEW first, like a lot of people are getting signed, which is absolutely amazing to see, but AEW dark has a platform for a lot of talents to get noticed. And that's why I love seeing people like from creative pro wrestling and all around independent wrestling scene, because you have an opportunity to go out there against some of the top stars that are in AEW and you get to showcase yourself. And I think we talked about this the last time, the importance of the enhancement talent matchup, you know what I'm saying? Giving people the spotlight to showcase their stuff, whether it be WWE, AEW and Impact Wrestling and NWA as well but I, it's great to see some people getting signed and I think having a platform that we mentioned YouTube earlier with AEW Dark and focusing on AEW for a second I love the fact that they have Dark because it also encompasses like when we saw in WWE like they would have Heat they would have Velocity they would have Jack they would have Metal secondary shows but it's important and it's a footnote and it's a stomping ground for a lot of talents to come in through and get noticed I think that's a great aspect of AEW Dark Yes, I couldn't agree more. It definitely gives them a broader view um, because usually it's just that one state when you're when you're starting out in the indie business. It's just that one state that knows about you. Florida doesn't know about me. They're on the complete other side. (laughs) So being on such a something like AEW, 
everyone can see it. Now more people can see what you can do and appreciate the work that you're putting into it. Agreed. I look at it from a stance of as a kid growing up on Long Island, New York. Now, people, this is New York, so there's a lot of independence. I kind of equate it with the South because the Northeast is very big, and then here comes the South. You know, you think back to the days of Jim Crocker promotions, whatnot. But what's great about it, too, is like you mentioned Florida. If people don't know, now they're going to know. I, I feel like the notorious B.I.G. I'm ready to die, Juicy. If you don't know, now you know. That's that's why I could quit with you, Miss Danica, because if they don't know, if people in Florida don't know, they could go on YouTube and scout out, hey, Danica Della Rouge, and boom, here you are. So you're making people in florida and all over the world know who you are and that's what's really great about the professional wrestling scene if you don't know now you know we'll use the notorious big's quote right there yes i i like that a lot <laughs> no but it's true i think i look at it from a stance like i'll be honest with you when i see people like well max caster because i was familiar with him from creative pro he was just on AEW dark like i love max caster i've seen when he's done on the northeast i'm like to see that dude get an opportunity that's great it's like when i saw people like tony nisu just had that wrestlemania moment a couple of years ago against buddy murphy for the cruiserweight title i remember watching that dude at the mywc as maverick team of the guy named plasma who was on aew now that's mr trent Barretta. and i'm just like it's amazing to see over the years how far people have come like for instance alex reynolds and john silver were part of the dark order and then we get to see people like Lance Hoyt, who has been in TNA, WWE, now in this company, AEW. Sting, for God's sake, man, goes from WWE, TNA, he's in AEW now from a legendary standpoint and as a mentor, so to speak. So it's very cool just to see some of your favorite superstars who you've seen all around the way, if you will, around the way. And that's what's great about it, too. It gives people that platform, and that's why I love what AEW's doing. I love what Impact's doing. That Now, this is where I'll also follow up with this, because I know we're shooting the breeze. We're, we're going around here, but God dang, man. Impact and AEW, isn't that cool? Because you had Kenny Omega on there, and there's like a relationship, and a lot of people talk about the possibilities of Impact and AEW. That's very good for the business. Yes, it, it really is good. And actually, on the last one, it was really great seeing one of our, uh, my own Buddy Wayne guys, um, well, not mine, but <laughs> the school that I train at, Cody Chun in there, it was just kind of shocking. Like, it, I didn't know that was going to be happening. And then I saw the poster come out. And it's just, it's so cool seeing people that you know that you, like, you didn't even know was going to be on there or expected it. And then you can follow along and begin to invest in that person. Uh, yes, I believe I believe they took on the hybrid too, right? I think it was uh, Jack Evans and Helico on that. Yes, that's right. Thank you for mentioning that. See that well, that's the point of it too. And I look at it from a stance of you've got guys like that, and you get got guys like the hybrid, and you know, the hybrid are on AEW Dark, but Jack Evans, you know, from Ring of Honor, TNA at the time, and we get people like Angelico from Lucha Underground. It's a nice little crop and it's a nice little mix of everybody coming in together. Like Will Hobbs, for example, you now Powerhouse Hobbs is doing his thing there. First time I ever heard about him was in FSW. I think he did a show in Vegas, and then here we are, bada boom, bada bing, he's on AEW. So it's great just to see from where they start and where they go, like you so eloquently mentioned. Also, I think we touched upon this last time i'll mention buddy wayne great trainer the basics and also the fact that he trained you very well I'll, I'll truly admit that right now and all his students so there's much love and respect once more in our round two here miss danica de la Rouge, to the one and only mr buddy wayne <laughs> yeah yeah it really like seeing someone that you know there also pushes you like oh i can do that too like oh they did that i can definitely do that like now i have like i have more of a sparkle and more more um i feel like i have more of a chance and i'm not like i'm not wasting my energy i'm not just doing this like it's it it can be something 
I also look at it from a stance of because you were we were talking about old school for a second here. The old school way, it's just that again the basics and everything that's teaching wise from a training aspect. But I think we're in a day and age now where it's a little bit more easier, like with the days of with the influx of uh, social media, it's a little bit more easier to get your name out there. And also, it's just you have a good chance of you know getting that spot, whether it be an AEW dark or enhancement role or what have you. It's much easier than what we had, let's say, like two thousand and eight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Think about twelve years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> oh, and that's where I look at it from a stance of to make a comparison. Like, WWE just had the uh, Keith Lee WWE 24, right? Like, here's what's funny about that. He wrestles Randy Orton. He comes up to the main roster. Keith Lee, what he's doing in Ring of Honor and the independent scene, right? He's wrestling Randy Orton. And then 11 years prior to that, he's in as a security guard with Randy Orton and everything, <laughs> Legacy and Vince McMahon and stuff. And it's just like... Look at how everything comes into full circle. You start from this, and then you're here. You know what I'm saying? Not to quote Drake, but you started from the bottom, now you're here. So, I mean, it all comes full circle, to put it bluntly, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I could appreciate, too, because I, I like people getting their foot in the door and everything from, like, matchup standpoints and extra work. And I think a lot of people, and we touched upon this, and I'll reiterate the point here, it's like a lot of people don't, like, appreciate that. It's like, okay, here comes Enhancement Talent Match, and I hate the word jobber, and it's stuff like that. But I'm like, you do realize, like, the importance that goes into that for that person getting into the door and also making your favorite superstar look good. There's a lot of work that goes into that a lot of people really don't see and appreciate. I don't know if they turned a blind, a blind eye to it, but it's just like, all right, let's actually see if what it really is you know yeah that's that's exactly how i feel um the same thing along with like bases jobbers base basers like you don't you don't get to really appreciate the person basing that person because a lot of people don't know how to base or don't know how to fill in that spot don't know how to make that someone else look good aside from making themselves look good when it it really is a show it's it's you want everyone to look good of course, like I remember when CM Punk first came into WWE, one of his tryout matches was a match with Val Venus on Heat, and he, you know, he took the L, but then, you know, right after that he got signed, and he worked his way from developmental to where he became the superstar that he is. It's really, it's a process, and that's what I appreciate, and same with LFC, and this is where I'll tie in LFC to this. LFC is a process because we look at it from a stance of which, by the way, I'll say this to you. Your lingerie, you looked absolutely fabulous. Everybody looks fabulous. But I just got to say you, Miss Champ, LFC Champ, you absolutely did your thing as well. So I wanted to compliment you on your wardrobe. You looked absolutely fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm really I'm, I'm going to have another <laughs> another nice outfit for the next um, the next match. Hey, no spoilers. Well, it's a world. We'll all be the element of surprise. You know what I'm saying? We all can't wait to see it. But you did your thing and you looked lovely. But ensemble aside, Miss Danica Delarouge, I think what's great about LFC is it's not just the beauty aspect of the lingerie. Everybody trained and worked their butts off and their asses off while looking good in the process. It's the encompassment people, like I mentioned, not just the beauty, strength, and dominance, but the beauty and the overall sex appeal that each and one of these lovely ladies exuded and accentuated. So that's what I'm saying. When you look at professional wrestling and you look at LFC, just don't think, okay, oh, here's my spot, bada bing, bada boom. There's a lot of training that goes into it on both accounts, and that's why I respect, and I'm going to say this the proper term, it's the art form, it's the craft of both LFC and the wrestling business. So, yes, see so yeah, how that all comes, ties in and correlates, and that's why I love it. Yes, exactly. It all comes together. It does, and I, I also look at it from a stance of, like, we were talking about LFC. Uh, LFL, man, Lingerie Football League. As a kid, I remember that being on MTV, too. I was a senior in high school, for God's sake. You come home, it's on the weekend, 8 p.m., here's some girls just running around doing their thing football-wise, and they stiff the living crap out of each other, and it's Lingerie Football League. Yep, see, okay. And what's funny about that, too, is here's where the wrestling comes in, because a lot of people don't realize, like Danielle Monet, who are going to be Summer Rae, 
was in the LFL. And then here she is years later with Fandango and she's doing her thing with Rusev and she's in NXT. She's on the main roster. Like, it's amazing just to see where people get their start and where they go to, for example. Like Trish Stratus, Hall of Famer that she is, started as a fitness model. And here we are about being in the WWE, multi-time women's champion. So it's amazing just to see where people start and where they finish, if that makes sense. Exactly. You never know where someone's journey is going to end up. Of course. And I also look at it from a stance of like, because people have their naysayers about LFC. And I always say, just look at it from a stance of, okay, this is where the LFL comes back into it, right? Lingerie Football League. It's beautiful women kicking the crap out of each other with football. You know what I'm saying? We've had the XFL come back. You know what I'm saying? What, what the XFL was from its inception in the early oh, 2000s yeah. to when it came back. But like, there's a lot of comparisons that people turn, like, like we talked about turning a blind eye to. It's just like, if you actually look at it, it's all kind of very similar in its own right, you know? Yeah. Yes. Right. And I also look at it from you as well, we're, we're, um, with LFC, excuse me, and we also look from a professional wrestling standpoint. What I really love as well, and we talked about the hard work, we talked about the dedication, but from a stance is, it's a great show and it's an entertaining, entertaining time. So anybody that's really new into LFC and anybody that's really new into the professional wrestling scene, get up on that. Yes, I'm going to use that phrase, get up on that, because you'll thank us later, because we got a lot of great people like Danica on this scene, just entertaining and putting on a performance for the masses and for the people watching at home. So. So that's where I give my respect to the LFC and professional wrestling genres and art forms that they are. And also to you, Miss Danica De La Rouge. Yeah, you know, like uh, along with entertaining the crowd, I'm uh, like, we're also having a lot of fun doing yeah. this. We're also entertaining ourselves, which I feel like you guys can see that because any everyone just in general just has a great time. You can always tell when someone's having fun and just putting everything out there. Oh, agreed. I mean, we've seen it from facial expressions that you and many of people have had. I think you can just tell it not just from the facial expressions, from the overall heart, because y'all put your hearts into it. Yes, exactly. Oh, my goodness. And Ms. Danica De La Rouge, I have a couple final things to say. And I got to tell you something. Each and every time I talk to you, it's always a pleasure and it's a privilege. Always enjoying exchanging pleasantries with you. And I'm going to say this right now. Round three, anytime the overture is here to have you back on the LFC podcast. I always enjoy talking to you. Oh, awesome. I love talking to you, too. It's so easy talking to you, and, and we always just have fun anyways. Well, of course. We're both two passionate people. This one's out of here, you know what I'm saying? Doing her thing, intergender style, kicking butt, taking names, and I'm just a guy over here watching it, taking it all in, and smiling, just enjoying the craft. So, yes, it all ties in together. Watching the craft, applying the craft. Hello, people. It's LSC and professional wrestling all in all. So, yes. And a couple <laughs> final things I just want to say before we close out. Stay tuned for the next LFC event, wherever that occurs, and whether it be 2021, well, I'll say early 2021, excuse me. LFC's got a calendar coming out. We got people like Danica coming back in the future. Professional wrestling, they're doing their thing. 5CCW wrestling. Oh, my goodness. Danica, I can't wait to see you on more independence in the new year because, like I said, man, here's to a better 2021 than what we had in 2020. Things are slowly getting there, but God dang, man, when you're on the show, it's always fun. It's always entertaining. So here's to more professional wrestling. I think we'll leave it on that. Here's to more professional wrestling. Support professional wrestling. Support the indies. And just have fun in the new year with professional wrestling because it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. Yes, 2021 is going to be a good year. And before we do close this out, Miss Danica De La Rouge, ladies first. It's not just a Queen Latifah song. There's my pop culture nerdiness come out. People, I know I'm a dork. So please promote Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, where we can find you on all forms of social media. Please, the floor is yours. Yeah, of course. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Danica De La Rouge. You'll notice my pink hair. <laughs> or you can also follow me on Twitter uh danica d rouge i couldn't fit my whole name on there for some reason they have to have a maximum amount of letters you put in there 
<laughs> or um, you can also find me on Facebook. I do also um, update all of them, so you can always reach out to me. First and foremost, it's a hundred and whatever characters or less, Miss Danica D. Rouge on the Twitter machine. <laughs> well, no, 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 not for comments, for my name. <laughs> I understand, but it's it's. I've had that too because sometimes, all right, when you have a long ass name, I'm going to put this out here. I'll put this bluntly. Twitter can be sometimes a biatch about handles mm-hmm. and stuff. So I understand, you know what I'm saying? So you got to shorten it a little bit. And it's like, all right, I'll, I'll work within your little system, to quote Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'll work within the system. What? Anyway, I digress. But no, and also the fact that, yes, the pink hair is always very noticeable. And it's a lovely pink hair. You, you rock the pink hair, man. I'm going to say this right now. Out of everybody that I've seen have pink hair, purple, you rock it the best. Better than the rest. Rocking that pink hair. Oh, man. I didn't have it for the uh, last match, but I do have it back. I, it just wasn't the same. I didn't feel like myself. I just had to bring it back. That's another thing, too, because <laughs> I'm actually glad that you brought this up, because when you look at the advertisements for LFC, and I'm like, OK, obviously, you know, the pink hair really stands out and everything from your ensemble, from your professional wrestling days and what you're currently doing. Right. I'm just like, OK. And then I look at the main event again. Love the main event. But I'm like, wait a minute. What happened to the pink hair? You know Where's the hair? Yeah. <laughs> You still look good regardless, but like I was saying, is that kind of like a thing, though, too? Because when you have, like, a trademark like your pink hair, and yes, I'm going to ask you about the hair. When you have the trademark about the pink hair, and then you kind of do a little something-something to it, it, it's a little different. But you know what I'm saying? You work through it from a from a stylistic standpoint, if you will, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to try something different, and and it just it, it didn't work out. It just wasn't me. I had to come back to the pink. All right. Well, like I said, you try something new, you live and you learn. Like It's the same thing with professional wrestling. You never stop learning, right? Exactly. <laughs> See? All right. Whether it be pink hair or whatever hair she is, she's a lovely human being, and she's an amazing talent that I want everybody to check out. That is Miss Danica Della Rouge. And Miss Danica Della Rouge, besides the social media plugs and everything that we've encompassed in today's show, do you have any final words for the LFC universe? The champ, the LFC champ, the face, the poster child, if you will, of LFC. Everybody's coming for you. They're gunning for you. Do you have any final words for your future opponents and competitors in the LFC universe as a whole? Yes, well, one, I'm like you said, I'm going to go back to that calendar because I'm looking forward to looking at that calendar. I cannot wait to see every single one of these women because each and every one of them, as we said before, are beautiful and strong. But I'm just I can't wait to see exactly what each one is. And on top of that, um, I think they know that I'm ready. Uh, they They definitely saw that. That's why everyone jumped in the ring. So go ahead and bring it. If you want to see some strikes, if you want to see some kicks, if you want to see some table brawling, if you want to see some suplexes, and if you just want to see some great chemistry, watch LFC 30, Born to be Wild at LaundryFC.com. Danica and Shay tore it down, as did each and every one of the ladies. And people, when that calendar comes out, get yourself an LFC calendar, because they never disappoint. We got a lot of themes in it from cars and everything that we've done over the past years with the LFC calendars. Check out LaundryFC.com. Check out SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Anchor. I'm out of breath just talking about the social media platforms and all the audio platforms because there's a lot there's a lot people so wherever you get them in your ear gabs with my mellow accent i just went black street no diggity no doubt yes i did so it's one of those things where wherever you get your audio platforms wherever you get your social media platforms or lfc links will be in the description support it listen to it and go out of your way to check out the amazing product that is lfc lingerie fighting championships and go out of your way to check out great towns such as miss danica de la rouge and for miss danica de la rouge my name is mike larkin thank you guys for listening to another edition 
of beauty, strength, and dominance, the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are. And Danica, I include you in those sentiments. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next episode of the LFC Podcast. Thank you, Danica. Thanks.